What's up, guys? This is Cookies and Cream. I'm Raleigh. And I'm Jason. I'm the cookie. And I'm the cream. And today, we're going to be talking about Marvel theories. Alright, so to start off with, for number one, number one, we got S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't make a mistake by playing the wrong baseball game when Steve Rogers woke up in Captain America. The first Avenger in two, like, two, 2011 <laughs> movie. They did it on purpose because they are testing him. Mm, I guess Cap. we'll see what they say. <laughs> Steve Rogers was selected not just for bravery. I can't say that word, I guess. Bravery? Yeah. <laughs> but for displaying intelligence beyond the other soldiers and being clever. So, I think S.H.I.E.L.D. played an old baseball game on purpose because they wanted to make sure the original super soldier was still entirely, entirely with it. I can't talk today. If he hadn't noticed that the day had already passed, it would have been cause it would have been a cause for concern. I think you need to read. It was likely the first of a few <laughs> subtle tests they planned to make sure he wasn't too damaged after being frozen in ice for 70 plus years. But he passed their first test immediately. That actually makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. Cause who would want to? Yeah, so who would want a retarded Captain America? I mean, if I wouldn't want it. All right, number two, I'll let you read it. I mean, you've been doing pretty good on reading. You want to keep going? <laughs> no. All right, number two. The reason why everyone in Guardians of the Galaxy 2014 sound like they're in a PG-13 film is because we're hearing all of the dialogue through Peter Quo's Universal Translator. I mean, have you seen the second one? Yeah. You know how he's like basically a god because his dad's a god yeah. and he's a planet. But he loses his god powers because his dad he, does. Yeah, he kills his dad. Yeah. So, but the reason is my theory is that there's a reason why the language in both movies in this franchise feels incredibly juvenile. I believe that it's because we're actually hearing it all the way through Peter's ear. He, Peter Quo's hears it through his Universal Translator, which is mentioned on screen on the first movie mugshot scene. Cole has taken from Earth when he was only eight. He was probably stopped actually learning English shortly, shortly after, since he was traveling to all different planets that likely didn't speak any Earthbound languages. As such, his language and all of his language he's heard, he stunted to that a preteen boy. Additionally, any profanity he knows likely would come through movies, TV shows, and he saw before he was kidnapped. I, I don't know. Yo. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense, but... This was kind of lame theory, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, number three. Want to skip that one? Okay. A Spider-Man one. Peter Parker's ability to create and repair his own high-quality <laughs> costumes in the original Spider-Man trilogy are just another facet of his new superpowers. Knitting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a woman. <laughs> He's a grandma. <laughs> Some something fans constantly bring up, but uh, <laughs> shaking it as a plot hole. <laughs> as a plot hole with most incarnations of Spider-Man is how he can both create and easily repair his high-quality costumes. Being that he's a poor teenager with no experience in sewing or costume design in general, hmm. or he could just be using his brain. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs>
YouTube's got everything. I think the answer to this plot hole is easy when you consider that the spider may, that spider bite may have simply given him another power. Seamstress skills <laughs> on par with those as spider spinning its own webs. That makes sense. I could see that. Yeah. This could also be spun, pun intended, to apply to know how he knows how to easily produce non-organic webbing. Dude, that's a, that's <laughs> that's a, a knee, knee slapper. slapper. Oh, man. I mean, that makes sense, though. I could see that. Yeah, but it's different than spinning a web and yeah, knitting a suit. Yeah, I mean, suit. he's knitting cloth or whatever his suit's made out of. It's not like it's spider web, so... I don't know. All right, number five. John Walker from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is one of the many failed Sons of Ego from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Do you know who John Walker is? Is that that dude? Yeah. That's the dad, isn't it? No, no, no. This dude right here. Oh, I haven't seen the new... Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No, I haven't. So basically, he's the new Captain America. Yeah, I knew that part. Yeah, and apparently, he's the failed son of one of Ego's kids. Because you know why he had intercourse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he just wanted to create, like, a demigod son and only one got those genes. Kind of. I know this sounds obvious because of Wyatt Russell and John Walker is the son of Kurt Russell, Ego. In real life. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> in real life. But that aside, hear me out. In Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, we learned that Ego went from being the universal having as many sons as possible with the ob- objective of creating a kind of a demigod in the end that demigod turned out to be peter quill we also learned that ego churned and sacrificed millions of his own sons and yet he didn't really know about quill and so you heard about he had man. millions of sons i guess he didn't travel to planet to planet and make babies yeah he had son with a spider and aliens and yeah <laughs> something you would do stop it <laughs> uh until we heard about about a man who could hold an infinity stone. Oh. Following this logic, it's possible that Ego had multiple sons on different planets and they lost their lead. So I think it's possible that Walker is Ego's son and as such inherited and proved his physicalology, which is what allowed him to exceed any other soldier who might be chosen to be Captain America, but still not entering the super soldier territory pretty crazy yeah that was kind of two theories like dude's just hoeing around because like you know Guardians of the galaxy he hold the yeah. power stone anybody would have died but he didn't yeah he's dead. that's two theories bro because i'm like that <laughs> you like that you're different you're a different breed oh this one looks good natasha romanoff didn't die in avengers endgame she's still alive and waiting on vormir is vormir I thought it was a planet. I swear that was a planet. Oh, yeah, it was a planet. But why would she be waiting on... Ghost Reap? I've seen a lot of people talking about how the Soul Stone works to preserve souls. And how you can exchange a soul for a soul as a possibility for why Natasha might be brought back eventually. But I think it's actually more simple than that. I don't think Captain America ever went back to return the Soul Stone. How could he? What was he going to do? Toss it off the cliff? If the idea was to limit, yeah, if the idea was to limit disruption to the alternate timeline, that wouldn't work. 
When Thanos got there in the other timeline, he would just find a stone and wouldn't need to sacrifice Gamora. He could just profit off Black Widow's sacrifice <laughs> that would completely screw up all kinds of things going forward in the timeline. So instead, I think Cap went back and stopped Clint and Tasha when they landed on the planet. He told them what was going to happen and explained that for things, explained that for things to work out. Nat would have to remain on the planet as if she had died, but she set her suit's return point to after the final battle. So as to make sure she didn't interfere with the one ideal timeline where Thanos was defeated, Clint's grief is still real as he basically just abandoned her on another planet and has no clue if he'll ever see her again. We know that when a timeline is changed by removing an Infinity Stone, it creates a parallel one without the associated Infinity Stone. We all, we all know that returning the stone rule return the reality back to the main timeline, or effectively stop it from branching at all. This was explained by the Ancient One and Banner. The Ancient One, that's the dude that was at the planet, isn't it? The Ancient One's the bald lady that shot Doctor Strange how to use magic. No, okay, that makes sense. Okay. The monk? Yeah. It stands to reason that stopping the Infinity Stone from being taken would accomplish the same thing, effectively eliminating that branch from ever happening and restoring the alternate timeline to the original. So, in the end, when Hulk snapped, he couldn't bring that back because she is still alive. Wait, what? Replay. <laughs> I'm reading all that again. But it basically just said that he went back and they faked her death. Like, he kept the stone. I don't know what he did with the stone. But he faked her death. So it didn't change the timeline. But I don't know how they always get the stone for not though. I probably said I just... But I don't know. I think you need to read it again. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> so basically, she wasn't dead, and she's gonna come back in a new movie. Then, if that's true, I mean that makes sense to me. I could see it. Nah. Because, like I said, why would you just go back and just throw it, hide it somewhere? It's gonna be found. Nah. I obviously had to do something with it. Could have saved his beloved Peggy. Captain America's wife this, or girlfriend, whatever. The the soul stone doesn't have like any powers really. It just yeah holds slaves. And you can take anybody out like, bring. Yep. Like it's you can trade a soul for a soul with a soul stone. Oh. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. Because if he if he faked his death, have you ever watched Loki? Yeah. If he faked his death, then you know, timekeepers change it all again. Maybe I don't know. All right. Well, I saw the next one. I just remembered it. Okay. So, you seen? Have you seen Eight Man? Yeah. The second one too. Yeah. You know when they go like really, really itty bitty small? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what's it called? Okay. <laughs> what's it called? Um, there's a word for how small they get. Like micro? How micro? Like sorry. cellular? Not cellular. But they go, when they get so small, they get into like this place and they call it like the quantum realm or oh, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Are you talking about when they like time travel or whatever, basically? 
Like they get they get stuck inside that room when they're small or whatever. Yeah, they use they use time yeah. traveling with yeah. that. But it's also wrong because his their her mom got stuck, stuck in yeah, there. Yeah, stuck in there. Yeah. And she said time moves differently in there, so she spent like on five minutes, decades. Was like, <laughs> no, it's like it's faster in there than as I hear. It's like you're in there for five seconds, and it comes out five hours. I think it's a second an hour. Yeah. So, and then in Loki, he asked where he was at, and he said, and um, I don't remember his name. I'm just calling him Owen Wilson because. Okay. Yeah. You know. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, man. Owen no, Wilson. In Loki, Owen Wilson. Loki. Yeah, in Loki, the show. Yeah. You know, Owen Wilson. You know the guy he acted. Well, that dude. <laughs> Loki asked where he was at. Loki asked where he was at, and he just says somewhere. And he said how long he's gonna spend down here, and he just says that time moves differently here. And in Ant Man, in one of the scenes when they go into like quantum realm or whatever. Owen Wilson is Loki. Oh, Agent Mobius? Yeah, Agent Mobius. That's his name. Oh, okay. Okay. I understand now. Okay. <laughs> and then in one of the scenes in Ant-Man 2, when they go into, like, the quantum realm, you can see, like, this little city in the background. So, it's a theory that the timekeepers are in, in there. Yeah, they're in there. That so, makes, I can see that. Yeah. Like, that would be pretty cool. I don't know. When's the next movie coming out? Friday? Internals? It's not really anything about that, though. It's kind of like new superheroes, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. It's like gods, pretty much. Basically, just a whole team of Supermans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hmm. Let's talk about Internals, though. What do you think? You've seen the trailer. What do you think? <laughs> I don't remember much about it. I mean, I thought it was going to be a really good movie because it said... Oscar award winning Directed it but You already yeah. watch it? No As it even came out <laughs> Oh it comes out this Friday? Yeah Is it where What are they doing in it? I don't know <laughs> <laughs> But I, lo- I looked it up Cause you know It already got like Critics already watched it And they rated yeah. it It got 56 Rotten Tomatoes that's like it's like half then. Yeah, award-winning Oscar true. director. Come on now. Yeah, that's true. That means it's probably not gonna be a, a great film. Then. I mean, it's not following like any of the normal people though, because it's a new phase. Yeah. They're talking about Thanos and stuff, and that's all I remember from the trailer. Oh yeah, they said like, why didn't they help in Endgame? And they said that they were ordered not to. Oh. They stop like those demons from coming. Saying she? I don't remember any demons in the trailer. Yeah, I, there's a demon coming out of the water and he like, uses a spear and like kills it and flies at him and picks it up. They're like the demon keepers, whatever. Demon protectors. Ghostbusters? <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters. <laughs> New Ghostbusters Marvel confirmed. <laughs> All right, well, that is all we got time for today. I hope you enjoyed this week's, this couple weeks podcast. We'll see you.
14 days. Stay creamy.